Welcome, everybody, to the Hustlin' Sideways podcast. It's Alan Hallis. I'm a writer here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And my name is Jim Love, and I am a keynote and motivational speaker for my company called Authentically You. I have that intro down now so well. We're like, getting... That rolled off the tongue. That felt good. Honestly. Eight episodes in, and we're getting it. Yeah, finally. we are. Eight. It's number yeah. eight. If you're still here... <laughs> congratulations and if you're not you're really missing out and if you're here for the first time thank you yes thank you for joining <laughs> we are um we think we're funny and we'll let you be the judge of that but uh super pumped to be here um alan i feel like it's well don't tell them this but i feel like it's been a while yeah um, it's been a little bit you know but that's said it i know i yeah it's um <laughs> if they weren't listening i would say it's been it's been a minute but um has anything happened to, like significantly yeah um well i i i wrote some stuff that is on the internet and and we've done some twitch stuff for for breaking and entering uh anything important in your life happened well it's at all not i mean i guess i um Oh, I got married. Yes, yes that is a thing yeah that thing did happen yes yeah yeah so that's um I'm a husband now. Uh, bless her heart. No, but um, we got, got <laughs> married a couple <laughs> weekends ago. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> thank you, thank you, and it's been great. Um, and I, I uh, yeah, it's been awesome. It was so much fun. We had a blast. Uh, I turned up. I did the worm. Which oh was, wow! Which was great. And I'll, uh, I'll do that on the floor here when we're done. Yeah, but, actually, yeah. if you could, now you can't do a podcast can't, no, anymore without doing the worm at some Correct. point. I'm fine with that. But it's no, an it's audio great. medium, but it's worth it. It's definitely worth <laughs> Bad it. Bad radio, but that's fine. That's fine. No, but uh, really, really pumped to be here. We are uh, really excited to have um, a, a guest today, which we I, I'd say a yes. guest generally. We have guests a lot. That's always nice. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> and you just heard him, Alan. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you intro. Uh, our, our awesome guest today. Yes, our guest today is Andy Hackbarth, who is a musician by trade. Uh, so he is in my world just a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but then also has a side hustle of uh, rehabbing uh, properties and houses and things like that. Without further ado, Andy Hackbarth, welcome to the Hustling Sideways podcast. Well, thanks, button. guys. So yeah, good to, we still so don't have the here. applause button, but it's there. Yes. The applause is there for sure. There um, it is. How are you doing today? You're in Colorado, uh, in Swatch, Colorado. I'm in Swatch, Colorado today. Yeah, I definitely in, didn't in ask the for Swatch the pronunciation. Hotel. Let's yeah. not pretend like we didn't ask him how to how to say that word before we got. Yes. You know, it only took you guys once. Most people, it's like three or four times. So <laughs> we'll see later in the show if you see it again. If if it trips yeah, you up, I'll get it wrong. For I'm sure. yeah. I'm staring at an email with it just so that I can mentally like get it right. Um, you know, there's there's a town nearby called Salida. And when, when we were growing up, we had this joke with my family on road trips, like you better so watch it or you're going to salida off the road. That's <laughs> so like if that it. helps you. <laughs> oh, that is the daddest joke I've ever heard. In my <laughs> so life. dad. Amazing. So dad. Amazing. I like it. I like it. Um, let's talk about your background a little bit. So you grew up in Colorado. Yes. Yeah. I grew up in, in Carbondale uh, over on the Western slope, uh, which is sort of kind of in between Glenwood Springs and Aspen. And yeah, lots of, lots of music over there. That was a great place to grow up and went to the Aspen music school and had uh, talent shows in Glenwood. And uh, there's a, a kind of a pretty happening bluegrass scene it, it for, for back in the day. Um, so yeah, it was, a, it was a really great place to grow up. And then we moved to Levada, which is kind of in the Southeastern part of the state when I was in high school. Okay. Uh, awesome. So yeah, so I, I'm kind of like small town Colorado guy. Yeah. Um, and then you you picked up music, obviously, and, and you know got involved with making music, and and to the point where you're now a touring, traveling musician, singer, songwriter. Um, I believe you've done some time in Nashville as well as a as a singer songwriter too. 
done some time is a great way to put it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I moved uh, shortly after college. I went to school for classical guitar performance and realized I didn't just want to do that. So, uh, yeah, moved to Nashville shortly after after actually dropped out of grad school to move to Nashville. And yeah, just loved it. If you haven't been, it's very different now. Nashville is different, but uh, it's still such a incredible music town and just so inspiring and so many talented people there it's i just i love it oh absolutely yeah, it's amazing i actually went to nashville for a wedding right before covid it was like january of, of 20 and i remember there were like okay. four bars on the same corner and all four of them had all different music so one was like a country bar one oh, was wow. like a punky bar okay one was like the 90s bar it was you know, it was like and it was funny to walk out of one with the clientele there and then see the next one it was just a really dynamic like melting pot of music which was really you just don't see that often so yeah it was, absolutely I was, yeah i was odd it was awesome yeah i've been twice and uh i i've heard the song wagon wheel played at all hours of the day um i've 2 heard PM jo- in 2 a.m yeah. yeah i would say i've heard jolene by dolly parton covered a million times um but it is an amazing town and, and a great place uh, the music industry is very connected there uh but we're not here to talk about your music as much we're here to talk a little bit about what you do on the side too um, how did you get involved with with you know doing work on properties? That's a a good question. You know, we're so much just a product of like our parents, and my parents were not even in that world of real estate or you know rental houses. And you meet kids who are like their parents did it, so they it's just automatic to them, and they just save up and buy a house and rent it out. And um, sorry about that. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it was not that way for us. Um, so I was working as a night shift security guard, which if you're a musician out there, it's the best musician job. If you're like trying to make a living, uh, cause you just, you know, check the doors and then go write songs. Um, anyway, so I'm sitting there about to move to Nashville and I'm like, I want to buy a house. Not because I thought it was a good investment. I just like wanted a house. I didn't know how it worked. And I didn't know that it was a good investment. I didn't know about mortgages, like as you wouldn't, you know, being a kid out of college, I guess. Of course. Um, yeah. Although things don't. are a little yeah. different now, but <laughs> right. yeah. So I just looked at houses and when I, when I, as soon as I got there, I kind of picked one out and bought it for $90,000 in East Nashville, which is kind of one of the, the trendy neighborhoods now. Yep. And, you know, I just like lived in it for a while and, and eventually I was able to, you know, go full-time music and just tour. So I quit my security job and just rented the, rented the place out and not thinking about it, just wanted to cover my mortgage and sort of like 10 years went by. And then all of a sudden I was like, Oh my God, my house is worth that much money. Like, and I still had no clue about investment or, or anything, but yeah, basically re, you know, refinanced, pull some money out, bought a down payment for another place. That place did well a year or two later, bought Loretta Lynn's first house in Nashville, which is super cool. Um, It was her, you know, when she first moved there as she got her record deal she was in this house and the next place she bought was her huge ranch you know outside of town yeah but so i bought this i had a buddy that i toured with you know a a few years prior who had become a realtor and he called me he's like andy i know you're kind of looking around like loretta lynn's house just came on the market and i don't think people know yet you know that it's her house and yeah a country so, anyway, legend we, lived there <laughs> exactly so we we jumped on it we we immediately and it was on an acre beautiful house so i i lived there for a little bit and then when i was touring again just uh i was on ships cruise ships quite a bit by that point and 
just uh, put it out as an Airbnb, kept it like 60s themed, you know, Loretta Lynn memorabilia everywhere. That's awesome. I'm sure people just like jumped on that when they came into town. Like, oh, yeah. So such a cool place. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, there, there are a few places like that, uh, kind of in that Madison, North Nashville area that were because that, that was the rich neighborhood back in the day. Now it's a different neighborhood. But, yeah, that was where all the country stars, Johnny Cash, lane is like two doors down or two streets down so yeah really cool neighborhood and just fun to fun to own that so yeah i just yeah kind of and i had one good year i mean not one good year touring but one like really good year touring Mm -hmm. uh that if i wouldn't have had that no i wouldn't wouldn't have been able to do all this but it's just funny how you you know that's all i needed and nobody wants to lend musicians money yeah i was like i was gonna (sighs) say So that's the thing that actually kind of kind of trips my attention, you know, more than anything to to start is, I mean, I've been in and around music for a long time. I know that it's not necessarily like a guaranteed paycheck all the time. I mean, it is just isn't what it is. You know, you don't know sometimes where your next money is coming from. So was there any apprehension when you were like, okay, this is, you know, you're going to be on cruise ships. You're going to be able to Airbnb the house. Was there any kind of nervousness that goes into like, okay, I can I can do this. I mean, I think early on there definitely was. And when I first moved to Nashville, I I tried to be a salesman for this like company that sold telecommunications or something. I don't even remember. And (laughs) I thought that I could do both, you know, and it was sort of one of those like multi-level. It was like a company that the main company hired sort of multi-level and, you know, they have the you walk in and you hit the sales gong. If you hit certain benchmarks, it was just like so cringeworthy. I was going to say, it, yeah. I just wow. got the chills hearing. <laughs> oh God. It, yeah. Just such brainwashing and uh-huh. you're selling people things that they don't need, you know, telephone stuff services. And I just went to bed with like a pit in my stomach every night. I did that for six months and made like great money. And I just couldn't, you know, I couldn't live with myself. Yeah. It's not and fulfilling. Yeah. Everybody like, well, this is what business is. And it's, you know, that's all not the case. I don't have anything against salespeople, but for me and this particular position, I was right then. I was like, I don't care if I live in a van, like I'm not doing this. I'm doing yeah. music only. And it's so hard to do both. And, and money from a, a regular career is such a pull when you've been so poor for so long. Right. That yeah, it's definitely it's a huge jump to just be like, you know what? I guess I don't care about money at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's hard, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I think I mean it is hard to you know make that jump, like you said, and and then really, I mean, you're doing music, and you know we always talk about side hustles here, but music essentially was the side hustle, and then became the full time thing. The thing, yeah. Because so, I think you really put yourself into it, right? Like I mean, I'm. I'm like connecting a dot in my head, like in terms of when you, you know, get, you got your first home refinance and just kept going. You're like, this is something I can do, which I, to me, it feels like part of your personality having not met you as much, but like you sort of see something that you think you can do and you dove in, which I kind of feel like has been a little bit of a pattern in terms of like all the things you've accomplished is like, I, I think I can do this. I'm just going to do it, which I, I, I love that personality. Cause I think that's what, that's when people get stuff done, honestly, is when oh, like, yeah. there's uncertainty around it. But let's just sure. do it. Let's see what it like. The worst that happens is you're back at square one. You know, yeah, like that's yeah. it. And and it fair, you know. But I I kind of sense that like 
okay, like I think I can make this happen. I'm just going to do it and see what happens. And it worked out well, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely didn't know if I, you know, I wasn't like, I think I can do this. I was just like, well, this, this could be awesome. I don't know. This right. could be fun. I'm a bit of like a bit of a really optimistic nihilist where, you know, like nothing really matters. Like <laughs> this might, it might as well do this. Like, I think it's going to be fine. Maybe it's not, but then if it's not fine, it'll still be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, the big thing, you know, I've, I've seen people with kids who, kind of live this way a little bit but if you if you don't have kids it's just who who cares that was always totally. my thing like i can sleep and i've got friends that'll let me crash like if i lose everything i'm it's still it's gonna be fine you know yeah but when other people are depending on you it gets real tricky really quick um as you guys probably know <laughs> yes um, i've been told a lot. <laughs> yes for sure i i, I don't have kids myself but right, I, I know same, that that yes can my, only complicate matters many of my sure. friends do and i and, and it's calmed them down quite a bit in terms of, of risk taking let's just say that over, <laughs> yeah. over the years yes <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean i wish i could have provided better for my five or six kids but i just i don't even know where they are now uh <laughs> Ah, that rock star lifestyle. We know that's on a different podcast. We'll talk about hardly, that. Hardly, yes. <laughs> Um, so you have, you know, your your Airbnb, and you're doing the cruise ship thing at this point. I want to hear a little bit about the cruise ship. Okay, actually, like like in terms of like how you got started, because I read a little bit about that. You know, just kind of getting extra cash. Did you you taught yourself how to play the piano like in a very short amount? Of time? I, I that's a really fascinating part. So can you just like touch upon that a little bit about like how that started and what you know everything that you did there. Sure. Um, yeah, you know, and, and the the side the whole side hustle thing. I don't know if you've talked about this with some of your other guests, but there are like levels of side hustle. Mm-hmm. And for me, the cruise ship gig is the side gig to the real musician gig. Yeah, which is I can see that. yeah, totally. You know, totally. writing songs and performing your own music, but so difficult, obviously, to you know to make that happen, especially early on. And so. Yeah, I basically I was married for a couple of years and kind of quit touring or cut way down on touring to try to kind of save my marriage. And it ended up not working out. Um, but it was like the middle of winter in Denver, no gigs. I'd canceled or, you know, not booked anything. So I just had no work. I was living in my uncle's basement and my dad was just like, hey, maybe you should try this cruise ship thing. And so sort of gave it a shot as most people do. I was like, I'm just going to do one six month contract, yeah. save a bunch of money and then I'll, you know, put my next album out or whatever. <laughs> but I get on there and, you know, I'm recently divorced. There's just, you know, people on vacation and dancers and, you know, just everybody's partying. And it's I was a place like, to be. okay, right. this, <laughs> this is pretty, this is pretty great. <laughs> and that first contract was so special. You know, we had a, a really close group of musicians it wasn't, we didn't just go to work and go home. We, we went to everybody else's gigs and sat in and it was such a community. And on, on that first ship, the piano bar, uh, my friend, Natalie Carboni was the uh, piano bar musician mm-hmm. and we just all congregate. The piano bar goes late on carnival cruise lines, especially it's like the latest, you know, you, you can go till two or three oh, wow. in the morning okay. sometimes. That's awesome. Wow. And so we would all finish and then just go to the piano bar and just jam and, you know, <laughs> get drunk basically. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so, so I, I had, and on her nights off, I would kind of fill in with guitar, just like playing requests in the piano bar. And okay. it was cool. They let us do that. Um, and as you know, so I did a, a few contracts as just a 
soloist they call you know playing guitar and singing in the lobby and you know did a few contracts like that and then i i was like i think i really want this piano bar gig because you have your own room you can close the door you can do whatever you want you can play whatever you want you can make fun of people you can it's just like <laughs> total control awesome. and and it, it would pace you know a lot better and and so i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna switch i'm gonna because i want to learn how to play piano anyway so I learned, I hope nobody from Carnival Cruise Lines is listening. But yeah, now we're <laughs> outing you on that, but, but it's okay. worked they, so they, far. We will, we will they, edit this part out, don't yeah. worry. <laughs> they fired me twice. It's, it's, I think we're <laughs> square. Yeah, I um, think we're squared out there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I learned like 30 second clips of 10 songs, just kind of really slowly and, um, you know, practiced them. And because I was kind of already in the company, they, they knew I had, you know, good reviews and that I, whatever. Anyway, they gave me the job. My first contract, the first week of my first piano bar contract was rough. And this goes back to what you were mentioning earlier. Like, I think there are a lot of people who they just say, you know what, I'll figure it out. And mm -hmm. if not, I guess they'll fire me or something, but right. that has <laughs> definitely always been my approach. Just say yes and figure it out later. Uh, and I think a, mm -hmm. a lot of successful people sort of have that i may have gone a bit too far because i really was bad at piano <laughs> yeah. and i remember giving a, a concert to my parents uh and my sister i think and you know just having them request songs the night before just i'm cramming to learn all these songs and it was it was bad and my first week like i was playing half the songs on guitar because i was like uh, uh yeah that's that would sound really good on guitar like, <laughs> i like that oh, what are you doing <laughs> give him like the musician knowledge trust me this would sound a lot better on guitar yeah it will be exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's good such a power move i love that <laughs> you know there's something that that really kind of resonates and, and like i said from being around music i, I know that that's a thing like just making it work mm -hmm. is kind of half the battle no matter what it is whether it's you know entrepreneurship or whether it's whatever you kind of do just get into those situations where you're like all right we're just gonna leap and we're Figure gonna make it, it work and i yeah. think andy you know based on what we've heard that's kind of been your kind of mo mm -hmm. is is we're just gonna commit to it we're gonna see what happens and then keep the ride going absolutely uh, and, and i i agree andy the the, the uh, comment you made a lot of successful people are like that i think you have to have something like that like to whatever yeah. degree it is like but you can't be stagnant, like you know, and yeah. and I guess maybe stagnant's not the right word, but like inflexible in terms of like it has to be yeah. this way, you know. But like if you got like I always say that when I'm working with a school, I'm like whatever happens, I'll roll with it. Like one time they didn't have a microphone and I rolled with it. Yeah, I'm like I'm just yeah. gonna shout. Like you, but like and that's when you're committing to something, you go all in and you have enough talent and charisma to figure it out, which oh. I think I, that's uh, that's it for sure. Oh, Jim, know? let me introduce you to the world of live music. There's oh. a lot of just making it happen. And there's a lot imagine. of uh, not having a microphone is like the least of your worries sometimes. Okay, well, don't downplay my worry, Alan. Okay, it's still a stunt, but it really no, it's if, 100%, 100%. If you're a motivational speaker, like the microphone is your life. That's what yeah, I had to have, right? Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's such a fine line between, you know, not over committing yourself too much, mm -hmm. but yes, but always saying yes to anything that comes up. Like, can I do this? Should I try this? Yes. And if somebody asks you to take a gig, that's not really your thing or kind of do something that's a little off, you know, off your line of sight, uh, saying yes, like it always leads to cooler stuff, mm -hmm. like, and stuff that you never would have thought 
that's I, I so I, I always try to say yes and it, it's probably you know I, I do so t- too much I mean the piano bar not knowing how to play piano <laughs> yeah, that's... and having to fill four hours a night six oh nights a week <laughs> I'm like getting like, anxiety. that's why I started I... telling jokes <laughs> I have like secondhand anxiety thinking about that but okay so you mentioned that's oh, why you man. started telling jokes that's okay so this this sort of comedy so that's where the, a lot of the comedy life. yeah yeah I always tried to I mean I was you know was cracking jokes a little bit but I wasn't <laughs> I would never consider myself even an amateur comedian, but yeah, I mean, so I started doing all these toasts and jokes and collecting just, you know, and that, you know, led to successful piano bar because people don't just want, you know, song after song after song. They want to like feel included. They want to feel like they're part of a a group and it's, it's a a hang as much as it is a, you know, it's not a concert. So, Mm -hmm. right. That was such a cool offshoot from that. Um, in addition to learning how to play piano, uh, <laughs> was yeah, just kind of having to fill fill time. That's wild. Um, you learn so much from that. Entertainment. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. Just like such a cool experience. Oh, totally. And generally, like as you have shows and tour, like I can imagine the lessons you've taken away from like the moment of like, holy crap, I can't, like, I can't play this. What yeah. am I going to do? And then you just do it. You figure it out. Like and roll with it yeah. and make a joke of it, right? I like I love comedy. It's such an important like I. If I ever like lost my train of thought in a talk, I just make fun of myself and move on. You know, they just gotta yep. do it. You know, yeah. everyone yeah. has their own sort of, you know, way they do that. But um, yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And all that just you know sort of led to the my the current gig that I'm doing, which is a guest entertainer, mm-hmm. uh, which is where you fly on a ship for like a week with charts. You're backed up by the eleven piece band. You're a headliner, and my show is basically you know it's some guitar, it's some classical guitar. Um, you know, it's some piano songs, Billy Joel, stuff like that, and comedy. And I never would have gotten that job if I wouldn't have taken the piano bar gig and been awful at it and, <laughs> you know, learned some other skill set. Because there's so many people, you have to have a really unique show to get, you know, there's so many people who play and sing guitar. I don't think I would have gotten hired as a guest entertainer had it not been for that sort of path. So, yeah, yeah it's it always leads to good things, I mm-hmm. feel like. Yeah, and honestly, it, it really led to uh, you know you know doing what you're doing on the side too with with properties and things like that. Because had you not been away, you wouldn't have had the opportunity to you know Airbnb the house and, and then get into the property game as well. Yeah. Um, so it's exciting to me to see like it, it, everything is connected. It really is, and it's that's kind connected. of been something that we've really kind of unpacked mm-hmm. here on on this podcast. Has been a lot of like everything is really connected. And you don't necessarily know it and you don't know it while you're going through it. Right. You sort of later in retrospect go, oh, wait, I wouldn't have done that if I didn't do X, Y, Z beforehand. Because that's like that's terrifying and also awesome. Like the fact that you have no control over that connection. It's just the decisions that you make. Like it's kind of terrifying in a way of like, well, what if I don't do this? But it's awesome when you see it all work out and we've seen it come to fruition, you know, with, a lot with of every guest that we've yeah. had. I think it's really, oh, absolutely. yeah, it's really, it's really magical. Um, it's like a weird butterfly. Yeah. Effect. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> think I was going to use the word magical in this one. <laughs> here we are. So we're I mean, good. it is, it's magical. <laughs> Everything's right. magical. Uh-huh. No, I mean this, this podcast is going to, I'm sure it's going to like lead, put you in directions that you never, yeah, you never thought of. Um, yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of the property thing, uh, we should talk about this new project that you have going on there mm-hmm. too, as well out in Colorado. Um, it's it's a hotel, I believe, or was formerly a hotel. Yeah, it it is a historic hotel built in 1910. Wow. And it will be a hotel. Uh, I 
I had known about Sawatch, you know, just from my childhood. Mm-hmm. And I was coming through. I had a friend in town from South Africa and was just kind of showing her the state. And I, I had my eye on this little piece of property that had a cabin on it. It was like $60,000 in Sawatch. And I, we stopped by to take a peek at it. And, you know, I could tell that there was no way I could renovate it. It didn't have a floor. It didn't have plumbing. I was going to have to jack the whole thing up and I I just couldn't deal with it. So we, we say goodbye to the realtor, walk down the street and there's this massive brick building on the corner across from the courthouse uh, just, I mean, you can tell it's kind of, I mean, it's definitely been neglected, but just so cool, so much character. And I see a for sale sign in it and I'm just like, oh, geez. Like, <laughs> the wheels start turning. This is and, that. Yeah. yeah. Andy, like you don't s- even s- think about you it. You sound like disappointed that you sound like, oh, geez. There's oh, the for sale <laughs> There's the opportunity right there. Oh, no. I guess I have to. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and I had never even, it had never even crossed my mind mm-hmm. to try to buy or run a hotel. And I think I knew it. Like, as soon as I saw it, I, yeah, just throw your arms up. Like, geez, what am I? I'm going to have to figure out how to do this because I, I just like, I don't know. So the plan was to, you know, buy the building and in between all my cruise ship contracts, I would just come home for a week or two and work on it. And it would be like the 10 or 15 year plan. You know, I think I thought so watch, you know, everybody's moving to Colorado and right. mm-hmm. it's a beautiful area. It's so cool. And one of the very few small towns left in, in Colorado that aren't sort of discovered. And now I think I've probably ruined it already. Um, <laughs> I was going to say for, for reference, how far outside of Denver is it that we're talking here roughly? You're like three hours uh, outside of Denver. Okay. If you draw, it's sort of on the diagonal. It's on two mm-hmm. major highways. Uh, so Denver is sort of in the front range, you know, northeastern part of the state. Durango is in the south, like mm-hmm. four corners region. And so watch is basically halfway in between okay. on the diagonal. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, uh, I, I thought I just wanted to I just like fixing stuff. You know, when I <laughs> bought my house in Nashville, you know, in back in 2007, I think. I didn't know how to do anything. My dad, my dad was, he's my greatest fan. He's such a supporter, but he's like, no, I don't want you sawing anything. You might like lose a finger and I know you, you don't need to be doing this. Like protect your hands. (laughs) Dads are always going to dad. He's so great. Yeah. But you know, then I get by, buy this house and I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, and it's, it's such a cool mindset. And I sort of encourage people who are even remotely interested in renovation work to just kind of like dig in and you can pretty much always fix what you mess up, you know, and you learn by just like what's under this floor. I don't know. I guess I'll just rip it up and see, or, (laughs) I mean, it was, and that house was like, it was not East Nashville was not a nice neighborhood back then. And I bought it. Yeah. For 90,000. So, it was such a, I had, there was some old cat lady that lived in, it was, uh, it was not nice. And it was so not nothing to like lose. Loretta Lynn lived there. For That's sure. right. Yeah. yeah. It was not Loretta Lynn's house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this first house, it was tiny. It was like eight, 800 square feet and, but really close to downtown. And you just, you didn't care. You weren't worried about messing anything up because everything was so bad already. So I right. just kind of learned, you know, to renovate through through doing that. Anyway, when I bought the hotel, 
I just wanted to fix it. I, I didn't, I just wanted to work on it. I didn't want to run a hotel. I didn't want to sell a hotel. I didn't even think about what I would do with it. I just liked it and wanted to like make it look cool. I just love you're like attracted to the mess. You're like, I, yeah. I, I, I look at this and I need to be in there and I need to gut the hell out of it. Like, yeah, exactly. This is just absolutely. one big fixer upper project I love it. Yeah. with no end game in sight whatsoever. It's just amazing how like your mind has evolved, you know, over 10 years, like you had no idea what to do with a house and now you're looking at a hotel that you've seen and you're like, I need, I need it. I need to fix I can, it. I need to do this. Just, yes. That's really right. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I was, I saw it once. And then I had to get back on a ship. So I was like in Singapore or something. I don't even remember like when I'm trying to like negotiate this thing. And I have no idea if it's just going to fall over. I didn't, I didn't know that much about it. I had friends drive down from Denver to like, go check this and that out. And so, and everybody I talked to literally just everybody, except one person, my lead guitarist, Mike Highland, uh, he was, he was like, dude, awesome. You bought a hotel. Sweet. But everybody else was like, Spoken don't like do a it, Andy. True lead guitarist. That's your lead guitarist. Exactly. That's yeah. Keep it that way. <laughs> Absolutely. That's definitely why I keep him around. He's, <laughs> we, we think alike, I think. But yeah, I mean, I just heard no, don't, no, it's a money pit. Don't do it. It'll ruin you. And I, and so I had to sell two of my, I had three rental properties in Nashville by that time. Okay. And the smart investment move, I mean, I knew Nashville was, I mean, just blowing up and mm -hmm. the smart move is just to hold on to those houses. Like right. there's, there's no, no investment person who's going to say, yeah, buy, sell those two and buy this dilapidated 1910 hotel. But <laughs> um, I think that's, what's cool. I mean, I think mm -hmm. that's, what's cool about this, the side hustle and, and everybody on your podcast, like there's an interest there and, you know, sometimes it's about making a living, but for me, it was just like, I don't want to do the smart thing. I want to do the fun, interesting, cool thing. Uh, even if it like wrecks me Yeah. and which uh, I think like in something we've can, and we're connecting dots all over this, this episode, but I, like a thing that we've gotten from a lot of our guests and, and we're getting from you now is like the feeling that they had when they did that passion. So like you were so motivated to like, go make this thing look awesome. And like that made you feel good. And like, that's a cool thing that you've picked up and sort of this passion of yours to, find something that maybe looks ugly on the surface and make it look great. And, and you were committed to it. And I think everyone we've talked to has kind of been like, whatever feeling they had when they did that is what drew them back to doing it each time. And yeah, like, right. and it was, it became so uncontrollable for you. Like that's like you saw and you're like, I, I, I need to do that. This is, and that's when yeah. it becomes a passion. That's like, that's, yeah. I know that's my like sort of, you know, connect that there, but like, that's really when it, when it's like, Oh, that looks great. And now it's like, Oh, I need it. That's what I need to do. I know the feeling I'm going to have when I get there and yeah. boom, and I'm going to do it. And regardless of what people say, I mean, other than your lead guitarist, who sounds like a wonderful <laughs> He's person. He's your hype man, yeah. Everyone needs one, but uh, Alan's mine. Um, yes. <laughs> actually, I'm yours, let's be honest. <laughs> but um, but like everyone else, you know, all, all the negativity, I guess, you know, maybe a different word for it that you went through, you're like, I'm still going to do it. This is what I want. Yep. And, this is what, and I, that's really cool. And I think that's, that's, the, that's when it turns into what the passion is. So anyway, carry yeah. on. I know I interrupted you. <laughs> Well, no. Uh, and I was just, I, you know, the other theme that I've, by the way, I love your, I love the podcast. I've listened to a few episodes. I, I totally dig it. I'm a new, you know, weekly listener or monthly or whatever, like however yeah. much you're going to do it. Um, <laughs> but I, I, the, the theme I do see is, you know, you're obviously tying your side hustle in with your main passion and the hotel, once I kind of got into it and realized I was going to have to figure out what to do with it. I really started to see that this could be all the things that I was into, um, mm. you know, and 
as a musician, I think probably a lot of us have the, this fear of being like 55 or 65 and like still kind of having to hustle for gigs. And yeah, you see people performing and, and you can tell that they're not there because they want to be, they just, totally. they have totally. to some, you know, some older musicians, you, you can just tell they're loving it. They love it. But some people you're like, you should not be playing music anymore. Right. Just, you know? Yeah. The and what I just there. pictured yeah. is, you know, I wasn't done touring. I, I'm going to go back on ships and I want to tour and, you know, come up with some more album, you know, albums and, but when I thought like, you know, when I'm 55 or 60 or 80, like how cool would it be to have a place where I could play anytime I wanted, you know, and just have a, have a place where it doesn't matter if there's three people there or 50, uh, it's my spot. I don't have to lug gear and do the emails and the phone calls and the promoting and this and that. It's just like, I can go downstairs and play music. I can go out on the front lawn, put on a concert. And that was I so appealing to me for kind of down the road. Right. And, and then the other thing, you know, sustainability is, is really big and big in our family. And, you know, I really want to, you know, I'm a, con uh, a consumer like anybody else, but I'm trying to kind of do my part to make the world a little bit better and, and a little bit greener. And so we've been able to incorporate all the you know, sustainable building and alternative energy, passive solar, hempcretes. Uh, we're using these big biomass heaters. So all the stuff that wow. is going to make this building so green. So it's, yeah, it's green and it's music and art everywhere and uh, just a really cool old renovation. So you're going to attract my side so hustle many people there, really right? yeah. was able to, uh, you know, it's cool to weave it into your main passions, which yeah. I think you guys have obviously done. Yeah, and, and so we should lay out kind of what the the goal is for the hotel, which is a music venue at the bottom, and then above that, uh, how many rooms is it going to be? Um, or we're, is we're going to have, uh, I think, six apartments, okay. uh, five or six apartments, or large suites, and I'm not sure what the need will be, you know, housing versus sure. hotel well, rooms, and then another eight or nine um, hotel rooms about half of which will have their own bathroom and half of which will be kind of hostel style. Awesome. Um, and cause I do want, you know, I want the young people. I want the outdoors people. Mm -hmm. The Colorado trail comes, you know, 13 miles from Sawatch. So I, I really kind of, I, I don't just want people driving <laughs> yeah, decide to pull over. I, I try to get a lot of different people here and, and then yeah, coffee shop and sort of eatery downstairs, uh, a live, you know, a bar with a live music, really nice, quality uh sound system we're gonna do some of the hempcrete for sound diffusion wow. and you know just make it a really quality music venue and then outdoors is there's a vacant lot um that i own that's part of the property that we're gonna put a big stage in uh you know do a lot of outdoor stuff have some fire pits and you know just just make it try to make it the place for live music in the entire valley and it used to be that like mm -hmm. the the town of Sawatch and the Sawatch Hotel used to be like really really happening places and it's sort of just you know ebbed and flowed and yeah uh everybody in town basically says you know our kids grow up and then they have to leave mm -hmm. and okay and I yeah. hope that that's what this hotel can do and that's what interests me is that if they have a reason to stay and build community and I already see a lot of people from the front range and, uh, you know, from out of state that they're, they're finding so watch and they're, 
realizing how, you know what's happening and how much this area has to offer and people are moving here and and if we can get the young people to stay it would just this place is so amazing and it could be the Sawatch Hotel could be kind of the center of the whole community which is just so exciting to me um yeah That's awesome yeah you're speaking my language first off by <laughs> saying we can put an outdoor stage and you can put an indoor stage like from doing events I'm always like I see, you know, restaurants and bars and places yeah. anywhere with a stage or potential. And I'm like, yeah. we can put on a show here. Alan's been nodding his head. Like, so the yeah, time <laughs> I, I love the DIY <laughs> mentality of being awesome. like, we can put on a show out here yeah. and, you know, and forget the like, logistics. You like, could be, you can do it. You could be 18 or 88 years old and have a great time at this place, which yeah. I think is yeah. huge. Like for a music, exactly. ex- it's a holistic music experience. Like that's really that I've never been to that, you know, like that's a really cool, like someone who like me, I'm not a big music festival guy. That's just not really my, my thing. Like I would go here and have fun. Yeah. Cause it has everything. It's, more it's got everything that, I need. Yeah. Right. And and I think like that's a missing piece. And, and, and I think, you know, to your point, Andy, like having that community is important. I know you talked about this a little bit about like the cruise ships was, you know, having this community of, of, of music and jamming out and, and really kind of, you know, you know, be, be, being in your own element while you're doing it. And I think you creating a space to allow that, is pretty cool. Like you've seen what you enjoy, you've seen how music works well, and this this space can provide that in an area which otherwise doesn't have that right now, right? It could be the epicenter of, of sort of this new vibe and, and and could really attract a lot of people. And um, yeah, so I think that's awesome. And also, this Alan and I are going to reserve, uh, I guess, two rooms. Yeah, at, yeah, at we're going to we'll get sweet. Make sure we're that, that, take that they're ready. Rooms. They're ready for you whenever you guys want to make the trip. Oh, I would sweet. be all in. Do, 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 when do you expect this to to be? like complete it did you have that in your head yeah i think we're gonna um do three uh three of the part the apartments and uh one hotel room by the end of the year hopefully by the fall um wow. there's the building is shaped like an l okay. and so the small part of the l we're sort of renovating you know more toward the apartment side of things mm-hmm. so hopefully we're going to finish that get a little bit of cash flow um, and then the, the rest of the hotel and the music venue and coffee shop and all that would, will be open next June is what we're shooting for. Wow. Um, Sweet. Yeah. And what I don't know, it's funny because ships have just started to come back here in the last week mm-hmm. or two, um, yeah. kind of really ramping up. And I've been talking to my agent and saying like, I, I just got offered a, a seven day uh, or a two month cruise. That's a seven day in Greece seven ports, seven days. I've never been to Greece wow. and I had to turn it down and I'm just like, Oh, that hurts. Like, yeah. And a little bit of this, you know, I'm starting to re I really need sort of an exit plan. I want to be involved. Um, especially in the summer and the fall, I want to be, you know, really involved in the music and the art, mm-hmm. but I am realizing I have, I want no part in running a hotel, managing a hotel, <laughs> learning how to make an espresso. Right. Uh, you know, so, and, and that's going to be my next hurdle is once I get the, the renovation seems easier now. Right, right. The hard part is going to be hiring people, finding somebody to like run this place so I can be a musician again, because I, I don't want to run a hotel the, the rest of my life. Funny crossroads um, to be in, right? Like, I mean, you've made it sort of in both of these areas. So it's like, you have to start making like difficult decisions like, like that. I want to say, yep. I think it's hilarious that making espresso was the third thing on that list. It was like running a hotel, right. managing a hotel, <laughs> making an espresso. Like how yeah. the hell do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. All of those things. Just, yeah. I mean, but I mean, given your background, knowing you, now you're going to like dive headfirst mm-hmm. into it. And, and become like an HR person right. <laughs> while running. So many hats. You know, yeah. While <laughs> It'll running work itself out. Cause it, it, as always, it always does. does as it yeah. always does. 
Um, yeah, I definitely, and I've had a lot of people, especially since they've seen that, you know, it's going to happen and we're making a lot of progress and things are going well. People want to be investors. And I keep saying no, you know, mostly because I'm, I'm kind of worried that somebody's going to come in and, and care about the bottom line. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I want to have music seven days a week, even if it costs us, you know, I want to have, I want to support like Colorado artists and just have art everywhere. Mm-hmm. So the money, I, I think it's going to do pretty well. Um, I feel right. confident, but I'm definitely not out, you know, and I want to pay people in so watch like mm-hmm. yeah. a good wage. Like that's so important to me because the, the people down here are incredible and they've just been scraping by for so long. So, you know, to have a place where, you know, people want to support it and want to be there, even if it's not like just crushing it, you know, that's so important to me and investors, they want, you know, well, show me the numbers. And I'm like, no, but at the same time, I don't want to run it and and do all that stuff myself. So it's been tricky. That part of it. I feel like someone, someone will buy into that vision. I mean, that's because it's a, someone, especially who appreciates music and understands like one thing, if it was just hard numbers, but like, Someone you know who's you know a little philanthropic, but but understands where your head's at, and, and um, yeah. you know I, I I have faith that that will you know that that will pan out. Yeah, um, it's I, almost I, like the the creative in you takes over though. Yeah, and you're right. like, okay, it doesn't matter, you know, because yeah. I mean, when you're making music, sometimes it's like, it doesn't matter if you're over a time limit or if you're you know over budget or whatever it is. If it doesn't sound right, it doesn't sound right. Exactly. Whereas it sounds like this Absolutely. is something that like if it doesn't feel the way you want it to feel you know, what's the point in having somebody else come in and try and change it, you know? Yeah. Have you guys with this podcast um, felt, has it gotten to the point yet where you're trying to like offload some of the work to other people, or maybe you do already? Um, has we it been more yet. than you bargained for, or has it been kind of what you thought it was? I, you know, I didn't know what it was going to be, but I, I um, but we haven't, I mean, it's been very manageable and, and neither of us feel, feel stressed. It's I, right. honestly um, like to, to me, like I, I love meeting people and active listening. That's like two things. I, and this, this whole thing gives me an opportunity to, to, to do that. And, and whatever it leads to is, is great. But like we've met, we've talked to our friends, of course, that we know, but I mean, we, people like you that we just, you know, sort of met through on a way, you know, through yeah. LinkedIn email. Sure. And, and uh, it's just really wild uh, to me, the similarities of people. And, and I know we've, we've done that a little bit here, but um, you know, to see how, how passions really, you know, come, come to fruition, but like, how the journeys sound similar in terms of how people felt and, and, and um, how dots connected for them is, is really, really rewarding. And, uh, you know, I, I th- I've sort of uncovered a lot of that, but, yeah. and, and I'm, I'm excited to see what, you know, where we keep going. And, and yes, we are open to sponsorship. I had to go really, really close. To <laughs> yes, like to say there that. You go. Well, I hope the Sawatch Hotel can sponsor you in a year or two. That would be oh, amazing. That would be, that would be great. And, and to yeah. your point, you know, how you're saying like, oh, this podcast might lead you to something else. Mm-hmm this is kind of like the something else for me, like for, you know, running a business, running a music website. And this is like the only thing I'm doing that's really not connected to anything or it doesn't feel like it's like inherently part of another brand. It's just more, Alan and I went to college together, as you know, and, 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 you know, we met up for happy hour months ago and we're like, let's just start talking. Like we have, we both like, we've known each other for 10 years and and we both have side hustles and let's meet other people that do it and just like see what happens. So like that, that vibe of like, let's, that's really what it was. We just jumped in and we're like, let's, let's find out. And, and, and I want, I mean, you know, obviously we're only eight episodes in, um, and nine is coming soon. No, but, uh, but like, it's, it's a really cool, 
you know, a thing to just kind of like meet people and then get more connected to folks. And, and, and again, see what happens. Like that's, that's yeah. the, that's been the whole vibe and it's been really cool. So, yeah. um, and, and now you, you guys a, are both so articulate and good. I mean, you sound great. Uh, you're very good at this. So it, it, I'll be interested to see kind of where this leads because you guys are, you guys are smooth. Uh, Oh, that's not a word I've ever been had to use to describe me. I like that. That's good. <laughs> And now look at us. We got a we got a trip to Sawatch planned. I, we know how exactly. to say Sawatch. I know, which yeah. is half the battle. Yeah, really. I, half the battle. I, I said magical on this. I mean, this has been a it's been a wild, <laughs> wild hour. Um, the one the one question, Andy, as we sort of start uh start start getting to our time here, I, I'm I'm curious, uh, you know, like uh, like a, maybe like a like a piece of advice that you would have given yourself. Um, let's say it was when um you started thinking about uh, like when you got your first home or, or sort of those early years something you wish you knew or something you wish you could have told yourself, what is that now, 10 or 12 years ago um, that you could think of now? Like something like, okay, like this is, this is what I should know. And this is what I would have told myself. Uh, <laughs> I want to, I would I w- love to hear your answer to that. Ooh. Um, well, I guess uh, you talk in the music side or the real estate side or, or uh, either. Let's say the real estate, real side. estate, side. The real yeah, estate side. Music seems like, you it know, came naturally. <laughs> I think the biggest thing, I mean, I definitely, when I bought, uh, you know, my first place out of college, I didn't have a plan or anything. If um, when you start to read and understand the power of, you know, real estate and you, you have to scrape so much just to get that first thing, you know, that first property or the first whatever. But, but then after that, I mean, it really can snowball. And had I known that, I would have tried to buy a house two years after my first house. And at this point I would have a whole, you know, a fleet of houses. So, I mean, I guess it's just, you know, read some books. That's always great advice. Listen to some podcasts about real estate. <laughs> Cause if you're, if you're out there, I don't know how many 20 year olds you have listening, but like buy a, read a book on real estate. Mm-hmm. And anyway, yeah, the, the trick to that is that I also worry if I wouldn't have just, I, I left town and I just didn't really think about this one house. If I would have had several properties, who knows if I would have toured for a long time and done cruise ships and maybe I would be like totally a real estate guy now, which would be super sad for me. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, kind of like things, things work out how they should, but it's always good to, yeah, real estate's amazing. It's, I wish I would have learned earlier, but the biggest thing I think is just, people don't understand. I didn't understand what we are capable of. And with this hotel, uh, I'm still running into things that I have no idea how to do, but you know, when the plumber says like, we need you to do this or else we're going to have to do it and you're going to have to pay us, you know, a crazy amount of money. I'll be like, I'll figure out how to do it. Like, I don't know, but let's do it. And so, I mean, I've probably kind of hurt myself or gotten close to hurting myself too many times buying you know, or, or <laughs> renting huge machinery. I love these, these tool rental places. Like you go, they don't give you a manual. They don't show you how to use it. They're just like, here you go. Here's just this go huge for it. piece yeah. of machinery that can kill you. And <laughs> you know, like, just make like, it happen. see you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and here's your plug for life insurance policy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Your next sponsor, get life insurance. Uh, yeah. Oh man. So, I think it's just so important. We're capable of so much. And I was so scared to even pull off a piece of trim or look up how to 
fix drywall. But once you have the mentality that you can figure it out, you, you can, you, all this stuff you can do. And, you know, I think, you know, my sister and her husband are kind of realizing this too, like, oh, we can kind of figure this out. Cause they had me do stuff for them quite a bit, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they watch me a couple of times. And they're like, oh, I think I could have done that. And I was like, yeah, you can do it. Like just, you know, and YouTube is so amazing. That like, is true. There's so, so much cool. you can learn. We didn't have everything. that. Everything. It's yeah. Unbelievable. yeah. It's really unbelievable. I'm so motivated now. I'm just gonna go rehab something. I'm gonna go tear apart my basement. Yeah. Yes. Actually, I'm yeah. at I'm at Alan's house right now. I'm just gonna go start breaking shit. Yeah, you, just, you, like, I think you start, should. Yeah, yeah. You, I saw. Okay, yeah. No, it's gonna uh, be. I'll send you the bill, Andy. But it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> Take out a wall. Taking <laughs> out walls right. always leads to good things. I love it. All right. Well, we are gonna go do that, uh, Andy. <laughs> this has been a blast. This has been super yes. cool. I feel very motivated. Like I said, to really yeah. just go it's rehab great. my home now. Um, if they want to so get in, fun, guys. if they want to get in touch with you, if they want to learn more about the Swatch Hotel, um, where's the best place to do it? Where's the, where do they find you on social media? You can uh, just search Andy Hackbarth, H A C K B A R T H. That's Andy. straight off the cool. Yeah, that's straight <laughs> off the cruise ship. I know that. Oh, there uh, it is. <laughs> it's uh, it's so ridiculous. I think my bass player did that once, and I just. <laughs> You so got to stick with it. Happening. You, you can't yeah. not do it anymore. Um, yeah. But yeah, Hackbarth, I'm I'm everywhere. You, you can also go to uh, sawatchhotel.com. We've got a GoFundMe up if you want to uh, awesome. help contribute to the cause. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm out there. There aren't a whole lot of Hackbarths out there, and <laughs> Spotify, uh, Apple Music, all that stuff. So yeah. just listen to you on Spotify today. It was uh, fantastic. Sweet. So I encourage that. And um, you're the one. Yes. Yeah. That was, that was me. That was me. Uh, awesome awesome well thank you so much for being a part of this jim yeah. thank you for being here as Alan, well thank you for being in your own home yeah, yeah i, I do enjoy that. it yes. i knocked on the door and you answered so yeah i'm gonna go you want to go tear down the wall let's go tear down the wall okay well <laughs> thank you so much andy you guys uh, are awesome we're gonna <laughs> thank go you break so much our, for having me of yeah, course man it's we're gonna go break pleasure. our house yeah. yeah yeah and uh we will see you next time and we will we will keep in touch with Andy I'll be listening oh goodness gracious all right (laughs) all right well we are gonna go tear apart our house but thank you so much for uh for listening everybody you can follow us on on Twitter and Instagram at hustle and sideways uh and we have new episodes every other week so be sure to check out that as well you can subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts and we will see you next time keep on hustling on the hustling side